Welcome along to the Wise Men's Day podcast where we have another win and another clean sheet to talk about. One defeat in 11 for Sunderland and uh, seven clean sheets in eight. I just had to get those stats out straight away before I forgot them because they're not written down or anything like that. I thought you said it was one defeat in 13. Yeah, yeah, I've is. forgotten already. Yeah. There you go. One defeat in 13. There you me. It's a waste of time, wasn't it? <laughs> no, we, we, we got there in the end and that's the important thing because it's uh, as long as you correct your mistakes going forward. A bit like Phil Parkinson. And his uh, early team selections and stuff like that. Seamless. I've got thumbs up there from Tom. <laughs> right. Myself and Gareth tonight are joined by Chris Blythe. Hello. Hey, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was your cue to come in and say, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you're doing, yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, from, uh, from the terraces, of course, and big Sunderland fan uh, involved in the, f- in the flag distribution uh, before the games for the Red and White Army. Um, Tom Lynn as well with us. Hiya. Hiya. Good. <laughs> nice, quick uh, introductions. Or responses from you lads on the introductions anyway. <coughs> uh, oh, is that, you, is that you saying hello? No, <laughs> I just cleaned my throat. Okay. Um, I noticed two of the houses are opposite you over sale now. Is that a reflection on you as a, Hopefully. As a person? Hopefully. <laughs> just, no, just sort of interesting. <laughs> Which ones? I'll have a look outside. <laughs> two, two of them together next to each other. Oh, really? Right opposite, yeah. Well, you've never noticed that? No. <laughs> no, I haven't looked, have I? Got no cause know. to, really. Okay. Thanks for that update, yeah, though. Make that what you will, you know. <laughs> that was interesting. Your neighbours are all selling houses. Do you want to live next to, um, you know, a, a, the Wise Men Say podcast, member of the Wise Men Say podcast must, team? Must be mags. Maybe we should put the, <laughs> that in the in the listing. Maybe it would attract people. Mm. Who knows? I know one of the lads who still lives, actually. He's not a mag, he's a son of a uh, Right. So, lots of stuff to talk about. Do you enjoy your weekend, Gareth? Yeah, I was going to say, we should thank Phantom Brewing Co., uh, the lads down there, putting on a great event um, with uh, Kevin Phillips um, and Tom White from Sky Sports um, we had a lovely old time beer was lovely great place so if you're down there make sure you check it out um, it was really nice we've done a cracking job and you know we had a nice day with them and went and watched the game together and yeah, sat in the yeah, box was, of Super yeah, Kev, did yeah, you? we did yeah <laughs> went out in the drink with them afterwards yeah we did yeah uh, canny that was all right, yeah. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was my daughter's birthday and I was paying £20 for a round of fruit shoots in the cinema. Well, there you go. Which was totally worth it. It was quite expensive for the beer down there, mine. So. Was it? Yeah, it was about... We, we got this like really weak cooking lager, as we like to call it, um, at this place. Um, and it was like it was 2.8%. It was £5.40 a pint Oof. for 2.8% mm. beer. It was the end of the evening. We thought, oh, I'll have something, you know. Don't want to be, we need to be in reasonable yeah. nick for the thing tomorrow on, the, on this one on the Friday night and it was like £5.40 mm. but there you go but apart from that it was great I mean we had a lovely old time and everyone did I think um, so yes thank and, you and the team much. didn't ruin it for you on the day no they didn't it was nice wasn't it it's was that nice. a statement win or was it expected we should be going there to beat Oxford um, it's interesting that think, isn't it no what I do think people I, think on that I think, it, I think it'd be they're in poor form Oxford yeah. and they've lost a couple of the good players but I think you still need to acknowledge that it's the away form we've been worried about for Sunderland. And this is a game, historically, or certainly in recent history, over the last season, half, Sunderland would draw this game or yeah. lose it. I was saying to Gareth beforehand, I think that Saturday was one of those games, probably last season it would have been a 1-1. You know, I've had quite a few scruffy 1-0 victories recently, and I think that was a, another example. And although second half were probably a little bit like Ipswich, they had like a lot of possession, but they didn't actually pitch will look quite comfortable yeah well we know a couple of um, uh, podcast presenters from Law League shows love the XG stats done and it was interesting that one of them actually tweeted out the XG of the weekend and Oxford weren't on the list for the top of that so they can't claim that Carl Robinson's trying to say 
that they dominated the game. But well, if, if you want to go off XG, that's that's proof that you, know, you can have all the ball you want. If you never yeah. ever look like you're going to break a team down, then what's the point? I mean, there was there was a lot of sort of discussion about Oxford controlling the game. I kind of felt as though we were kind of controlling it in in that we were we were dictating what we wanted them to do in a way. Um, I don't think it was like a case of them like getting on the ball and like getting it off us. It was like we were quite happy for them. You know, you have the ball. Um, and it didn't, you know, it felt in the second half, I was like, it feels like we might not hang on here. But really afterwards, I was thinking, well, we weren't really hanging on. I mean, it just kind of felt that way because you're obviously nervous yeah. that you, you know, you're going to concede and it was such a big result. So when you look at it, I mean, Lachlan didn't really have anything to do in the game. Um, so it wasn't exactly one. I mean, for, for you know, forwards in particular, um, it was wasn't the best game, but... It doesn't really matter, and now, you know, it's set up for next week, which is a massive week of games, um, and there's an opportunity. He was saying to Tom before, I think they're getting in that top two at the end of next week. Well, I mean, we if we you look at the fixtures. We've spoken about the run of the run of games a lot, um, and you know, the two, the three big tests we've had so far. We lost to Portsmouth, a game we we said, you know, realistically, you're going to lose one of those games, aren't you? Um, come through Oxford, come through Ipswich. So it's interesting, but I mean, we've said this before lots of times, Tom, when you think back to Sunderland teams that have won the league or they've been promoted, you need to be many things as a team and as a unit. And one of them was dispatching um, Rochdale in the first half like we did the other week and really putting putting that game to bed. Another one is having your backs to the wall a little bit and being able to dig a result out. Yeah, I think we've dug a lot of results recently. I mean, Wickham was probably the last game where we played really, you know, outstandingly well and were dominant. Obviously, um, the Rochdale game, yeah, it was it was good to see that we were 3-0 up at half-time, but they were pretty poor. Whereas, obviously, Wickham, you know, they were up in the, the front runners when we beat them 4-0. So, yeah, it, it, it's looking really good. I think, um, as Gareth's alluded to, I think... Uh, the next couple of games are going to be like a, a bit of an acid test. You've got um, Bristol Rovers, I think, Saturday, and then Fleetwood on Tuesday. Fleetwood have obviously, you know, put in a few cuts amongst the proverbial pigeons with good results against decent sides. And then uh, Coventry is is really wanting to basically just don't get beat. Yeah. Well, I was looking at that and thinking, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I... They had a good position, Coventry. Because they've got that game in hand, I was thinking a draw might not they've well, be good three there. <clears throat> but if you, you know, you need to try and you need to take points off them, don't you? In, in some respects, but say you look at the fixtures next week and it, with um, Coventry and Rotherham play each other on Tuesday night when we play uh, Fleetwood, so that means one of them is dropping points. I can't say. It, it's, so there's, it, not, it, there's a great there's an opportunity. It looks, a, there is an opportunity there next week because then we go into that game, you know. We'll, we'll, I think, you know, if we win, if we beat Bristol Rovers and Fleetwood, we'll be in. I think we'll be within touching distance of that. That, that Wimbledon result against Rotherham, I think that's yeah. huge. That because that for them to be to kind of draw level is um, it'll stop on the doubt in their mind. You know, they've been they've been there quite a while and they haven't had a wobble really. I mean, obviously had a terrible start, I think. But they haven't had a, they haven't had that wobble for a while, and I think um, that'll just, especially against Wimbledon, it's it's one of those mm. ones where you, that's a banker, really. It should be all of those teams up there will be sick of getting in the dressing room when after winning the game and looking at the other results and just seeing that the other teams are winning because we were yeah. saying we were we were looking 
with the poor run that we had, we've all acknowledged we were lucky that we still had a chance to get back in the mix like we have done now. Yeah. But other teams, teams keep winning. That said, I do think we said last season there were. Uh, we're seeing this season's more open than last season. But actually, last season there were four teams, weren't there? Mm-hmm. There were the two that went up: Luton and Barnsley. Then there was Sunderland, and there was Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, there's going to be four that are going to start to move clear from the rest again. I can't say... Wickham might scrape the playoffs, but I can't Mm, say them being a threat for the top two. I think Coventry are in a good position. Rotherham, obviously, although Chris said they did drop points, are still in a good position, and Portsmouth as well. Mm -hmm. The only game they have lost in recent times is away to Coventry and ourselves. For me... I, I don't think Fleetwood quite have enough. I don't think Peterborough quite have enough. No. It's I, I, th- I expect those four teams to pull away now and to go right at the end yeah. of the season. I mean, even at Portsmouth the other week, we had you know a couple of decent chances early on if we'd scored. That might have been a different game. The only worrying factor about that game was the, the second half, which just seemed to like collapse, collapse yeah. altogether. Um, but you know, in, in the general scheme of things, we've we've had a, a really good run, and I suppose it's going to happen. It was just a shame it was against them, but got to put it there put it one we, side I mean we've said all season that up until recently it's the worst league compared to last season yeah. it's an absolutely terrible league and now all of a sudden it looks the strongest yeah, it league it's it looks stronger than last season it's tough teams a while to click hasn't it but yeah. they, they have now the top few teams definitely pr- I think it's that pressure isn't it that the other teams are putting on it, it brings out the best I think and, and that's kind of what we saw last season it's just taking like you say Stephen a bit longer for that to happen um, but I do I'd after the weekend, this is a bet most positive I've felt about going up automatically. I just think feel as though the way we've won games recently just shows that. Well, if you don't concede, you know, if, you, you know, if, you, if you're keeping clean sheets, con- like nearly every game, then it's it's hard it's harder to see them lose. Money. Just concerned with a striker, that's a thing. Like in terms of, I just don't think we've got that clinical striker and. I know he brings other things into the game, and I don't want to kind of move on to Charlie White. But um, well, you want to move the, on to Charlie White? The, the, yeah. the, the biggest, I, I, do you know what it is? I like I like Charlie White. I think he, he puts himself about and things like that. But I think I look at the chances at the weekend. You look at the chance against Ipswich, and you know there's an, there's an argument there. We could have come away with a nil nil draw. I know we won, and you, you kind of be too downhearted. But if if he's only going to get one or two chances a game that are falling home and the others aren't scoring, then, you know, it's going to it's gonna cost us, I think, if if he doesn't start putting the ball in the back of the net when he gets his chance. He's Please. probably got a good ally in Phil Parkinson because obviously, he's, you know, he's played for him before, so, he you know, he knows what he can do. I mean, it's funny, I was away um, over Christmas period and talking to, like, two different Bradford fans and one Bradford fan said... He's excellent and he'll, he'll come good. And I said, well, he's been here quite a while now and he needs to start coming good pretty quickly. And the other one just didn't rate him at all. It was two, two total ends of the, of the spectrum, you know. One thought he was an excellent Sounds target. Like man. Us. Yeah. <laughs> um, all about opinions. Obviously, obviously you've, you've got Lafferty um, getting his fitness together now. and probably who, who come on, gonna, who come come on late in the game. Yeah. And which is interesting. Gonna, yeah. And I think Lafferty, little bits he's seen, he hasn't pulled up any trees as such, but... He looks a little bit more streetwise than Charlie Wake. Um, he seems to go. I think he will get his chance soon. He seems to go two up top with that. Doesn't replace White. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll put on. Yeah. Which obviously worked against Ipswich because they they started to panic. Which yeah, late in the game you know, it was good because yeah, it occupies yeah, their back four. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting though, and it comes back to the transfer window a little bit, I guess, because mm. 
I saw, I've been seeing a lot of debate about this on, on Twitter and online and some people are saying it was a good transfer window because we've got now got a strength in depth and he's strengthened positions um, where we need a cover in. Yeah. My opinion is that every transfer window, if you bring four players in, at least three of those players should be better than what you've already got and then you strengthen your squad that way because the person who they're replacing then drops to being a backup and you've got a stronger squad. And yeah. Sunderland don't do that on transfer windows. We've never done it. None. For a long time, Bailey Wright, the one who who did come into the team, now looks like he's out for the season. So, are there questions about whether we've done enough, particularly in the forward areas? Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see another like right-sided player, like a winger, brought in, or or a winger either side. To be honest, um, well, Semenyo. Just, okay, just, I think he's, he's I think we're like relying on Maguire and uh, Gooch for a lot of creativity in the last third of the pitch and I think if one, of, one, of, one of those was to get injured um, I think we're like struggling a little bit and Semenyo's limited time suggests he's not quite ready do we think I think he's a different kind of player yeah. very different to, the, yeah. to them the way he wants to, the way he wants to he wants to pick the ball up yeah. you know yeah. probably close at the halfway line yeah hopefully and, he do the business but he hasn't people. yeah he hasn't he hasn't got a lot of experience has he he hasn't played many games that's I thought, I was, I thought um, that was one frustration from the from the Rochdale game, I just thought like there's absolutely no reason why he couldn't have been on yeah. 55 minutes. Yeah. Give him give him 35 minutes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to make an impression. Same with with Scorn and um, yeah. you know Lafferty, mm-hmm. people like that. You you could have, you know, you could have given them an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You just you know to to see what they what they're going to offer. He just he, doesn't do that though, does yeah. he? He doesn't well, change yeah. the team. And we well, surprised why, why, came on as, as soon as he did in the in the game of the week. Yeah, in the argument, why why should you change a winning team? And I, I totally agree with that. But you know, every week we've before the team sheets come out, people have said, "Well, I think Scowen will come in for," or "We'll think such and such will come in," and then all of a sudden it's yeah. the same team. And fair play, it's working. Um, so you kind of you kind of criticise too much, but then you know what happens if we do get those couple of injuries uh, yeah. you know Ozturk can come in he's he's played most of the season but if you lose yeah. y- your wide players then you know you've you, you've got you're chucking somebody in who's literally hasn't any game yeah. time whatsoever yeah I mean it's good that he's, he's selecting a regular team that he believes in because I think that was one of the things that was chucked at Jack Ross that he used to chop and change too much yeah but, but like we said you know when he threw up at half time against you know with due respect a team like Rochdale that was an ideal opportunity to give them at least half an hour each so I was looking at the the fixtures again. I was thinking once we get to sort of mid March, we have obviously where we're supposed to play Berry that week off, and then I think the following week we're supposed to we're playing Gillingham, I think. But I think that's an international weekend, the last weekend in March. I could be wrong. Um, so it'd be interesting. No, I think you're right. But it's South End away, right? Oh, South End. That's it. Sorry, twenty eighth of March. End. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I was looking because so, there's yeah. no there's no Premier League games on, so I assume it was an international. So it'd be interesting if we get some call ups as they decide to can that, and then we'll have we'll have near enough three. Well, I don't think we'll play again at least, would we, from the middle of March? Um, so they'd have they'd have plenty of time to. Yeah. You know, keep regroup, doing what regroup. Keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, regroup um, before that. I just I just hear chasing. Chasing down games yeah. still last season. It was well, really we're not. We're not. We, we're not. We, we're being chased now, though. That and that's. You know, yeah. they, eventually those I mean, games in hand are going to still. You know, like Chris was saying, we had games in hand last year. And we were generally third, weren't we? We kept on saying, you know, win these yeah, few yeah. games, and then yeah, Coventry like, and Burton came round, yeah. and even if he took another. Yeah, there's a couple of sequences last season where we had like three home games in a row, and you were thinking. 
you know, maximum points, and it just never happened. In yeah. fact, we were cocked up badly in some of them. Well, if you look at the league table after that Accrington game last season, we were, I think we had three games in hand, and we were like a point off second yeah. or something. And yeah. how we didn't get promoted from there automatically <laughs> yeah. is just phenomenal. But yeah. we've got to, you know, we've got to. That that's why I think next week's so huge. And yeah. I honestly think, you know, going to that, get out, get out the Coventry game, and. It, you know, I don't think it's beyond us to win all three games. I mean, I think it'll be a tight game in the Coventry game because they haven't conceded many either. Um, but you look at you know some of their results recently, and again, you know they leaned the last minute winner to beat Bolton, um, and then you know they went to Southend and won two nil. I mean, which is a, you know two yeah. nil win. You can't complain. Yeah, but they they're not a great side. Um, It'll be a statement win, lad. Yeah, it would. I think I think yeah. if you win that, you kind of like you're looking at top two, definitely. Yeah, I mean they've only lost half the games. Every you know everybody else has lost like six or seven yeah. around them. Yeah. they've only lost three. Yeah, um, and they've got the game but, in hand. But we should have enough confidence <clears throat> now. Like we've said before, you look at how we scored on paper and see the experience. We shouldn't really be bothered about going to Coventry. No. You know, if you go. I, I, didn't, I didn't think they were that great when we played them. We were just really poor. Yeah. Um, and and you know we in the second half we probably. You know, it was before they kicked on that though, wasn't it? Again, oh, it like, was. They, were, they weren't up the top of the table like they um, are now. They were in the, I think they were in the top six, around mm. the top six. But either way, it, I mean, it's it, it's going to be a couple of big games before that, though. To be fair, because oh like, no, I'm saying next week. Is, yeah, uh, is I mean, massive. I mean, um, Bristol Rovers. I don't dismiss them, but you'd be very disappointed if we didn't oh, have enough to beat Bristol Rovers. There's only won one yeah. game in about three months. Man. Yeah, not very good team at all. Yeah. Um, Fleetwood's going to tell us yeah. a lot about Sunderland because yeah. again, like Oxford of the weekend, this is a game on paper Sunderland would have drawn one-one last yeah. season, yeah, at best. Mm. And you know they're they're a little niggly team, aren't they? They're there. Uh, you can't well, you, you can't seem to, you can't one. seem to shake them off, can you? They're just like they, they look like they're going to go through a bad run and then they yeah. get a couple of unexpected wins and. That'll tell us a lot, I think. Midweek game against Fleetwood. Yeah. Niggly team with a niggly manager. If Sunderland get through that comfortably, I think that's, you know, people are going to be really confident. Wait, I think I don't know if Barton will be in the dugout for it, will he? I, think I was just wondering that myself, weekend. yeah. And I think that's the second time. Let him come in the stands. I think that's the second time he's been sent off this season. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there was some sort of additional so sanction. It's so on brand, isn't it? Yeah, well... He probably sets himself a target of how many red cards he can get in a season. They're good, they're good at home, though. They're good at home, but they're not They're not great away. I think, I think they're middling away from home, and I think they're similar to us, home record-wise. I mean, we should have beaten them at their place. Yeah. The chances we had in that game. I, I just think the stadium's becoming a bit of a fortress now, and I think it, it's vital that we get a goal in the first 20 minutes because you just yeah. see teams absolutely crumble, yeah. where under Jack Ross would either... Yeah not get that goal or would concede in the first few minutes and it just gives somebody to hang on to and you can just see away fans just streaming out which is which is yeah. great to see we're rather than the other way yeah. around we're definitely yeah. I mean we're, we're definitely like a lot fitter I know it's because almost a cliche everybody's saying it but it, it is you can visibly see it apparently there's even some like Oxford fans they were like be moved by the state of Maguire you know they said he looked really trim and, and same fit. as power power looks really mm-hmm. really trim yeah like compared to last season yeah um they've all looked like they've lost like half a stone yeah. at least well ale- allegedly Allenby wasn't over impressed with some of them when he first came in I think Phil Parkins almost alluded to that as well he was praising him in the press last week you know saying what a good job he'd done obviously he, he won't go into finer detail but that was the that's the sort of crack on the grapevine that 
playing o- for overall fitness well, wasn't no. good and we are like a lot definitely our last sort of like 20 minutes will look a lot better mm. I mean you think how dark everything was fitness is the one you mentioned Tom that everybody's commenting on team spirit as well yeah because when we no, scru- when there we was un- there was unrest in that team between yeah. certain players and yeah. we know the obvious thing uh, Acknowledges that McGeady is in there, but it wasn't all him. Yeah. There were lots of different cliques apparently and people not getting on, but that mm. just doesn't look like a team that has any issues. No, no. I mean, Maguire is quite an interesting point because he was pretty big mates with McGeady and when McGeady got binned, you thought, mm. will he go in a hoof or, or will he get his backside into gear and he's done the latter. Um, lost a bit of weight, looks a lot sharper. There was that video, wasn't there, the, coming out the changing room where they were all high-fiving Parkinson as he was coming going on the pitch and I know that can look good for the cameras but yeah. probably the most animated Parkinson's ever been yeah, yeah. yeah. high five and some people yeah <laughs> not seen, I've not seen this video have you not it's no. uh, Sullen's Twitter feed is it he yeah. was in the uh, he's basically just the like, press lounge at the weekend it's not the press lounge the, this lounge or whatever I mean I tell you by the way that stadium it's first time I've been do you me like awful. that's just one of the most soulless yeah. places I've ever been I think like it was, and obviously it looks nice from the outside or whatever. It looks like a kind of modern stadium, but when you're in it, it's like, yeah, characterless. Better in non league, isn't it? Well, the the the, uh, yeah, it was. It was he was you know he was not around there, and obviously he was pretty sort of a big smile on his face, pretty pretty pleased with himself. Um, well, they should all be happy, you know. Credit credit where it's due. It's a it's a, it's a good sequence. But as we've said several <coughs> times already, next week's massive. I wanted to go and tell him what we said about him, but that wasn't allowed. Well, that was said. I would want to go and tell him that we said we wanted him sacked and did a well, podcast. He? Well, why not? <laughs> well, I, th- I yeah. think he had like thirty thousand people shouting that at him. As no, well. I just thought, thought I'd, you know, <laughs> just thought it was an honest thing to do. You just thought, you know, this is what we thought. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say it. I'm oh, sure his mind on other things at the time. Yeah, probably, would I have been worried about you? No, but I just thought it was. I just thought it was. It would have been that. You know, like only you can only take as you find and like you know with due respect to these fans who are coming on now you know going on about the fans groups this that and the other the fact was at the time everybody to a man even the people who are now saying that you know there was never anything wrong with them in the first place they're just you know just making it up um, I thought it was terrible and, yeah. I thought it was like one of our worst ever appointments yeah like, but I, I genuinely did but if, you, thought, if you parachute was, yeah, if you could just parachute yourself back to where we were now yeah. then it, yeah Lowest we've ever I been think, in our history. Yeah. Worst we've ever been playing in our history. Yeah. With a manager who come with a run, yeah. who was losing every week of ball, and then yeah. continue to lose every week here. Yeah. I'm and sorry, the, and the mood, the mood was low as well because the, the takeover never happened. Then it became investment, and you know, ten million quid into. Then they started saying, "Well, it wasn't actually into Sunderland Football Club. It was into Madrox, basically into like uh, Stuart Donald and Charlie Metfin." So you had like a lot going on at the same time. As I say, basically you can only judge what you saw on the pitch and it was like really poor now it's a lot better so credit to him well done mm-hmm. yeah Ch- changed what he's doing as well because it's important to acknowledge that because the ball's not getting hoofed in the, up towards the corner flag like yeah. it was we can't just pretend that didn't happen mm-hmm. you know regardless of all it's or they tried to um it was a case of getting used to playing three at the back and stuff like that what it, yeah. it wasn't that he wasn't playing in the same way he's playing now it wasn't the same system just because it's three set off doesn't mean it's the same mm-hmm. and the ball was getting launched up to the uh, to the corner flags and that's not happening anymore long may I continue and I don't think we've ever I've never seen a turnaround from a manager like that I don't think I have I think Allardyce struggled a bit I know Reid got a lot of flack 
in the first season at the stadium of lies, but I've never seen somebody turn it around that quickly. Mm. But for me yeah. again, comes on it, if he doesn't if he doesn't get us promoted, then he's failed. Mm-hmm. Like the Peter Reid one's interesting actually because you could say that was quite similar when we. I can't believe I'm going to mention that Redden game again, but we <laughs> we probably meant reference that game more than any other game uh, in all of our podcasts. But that that was a that was a big key change as well because we were you know he was on the brink then Reid and then suddenly yeah. it was his attacking football and we it's were a just, bit, it's we a just bit steamrolled like, everybody. Yeah. Kevin Phillips was saying he, you've just got to find a way of winning. Mm. You can have philosophies, you can have that, but if you if you don't win games, mm. you don't get that time. And mm. and I'll be in, I mean could have done some research I guess, but I'll be interested to yeah. in know what his team selections were like at Bolton, whether he stuck to the same eleven as yeah. um, you know, religiously as he does now. Because yeah. I don't mind that as a fan really, because you, you if you remember growing up it was the same starting eleven and you grew yeah. attached to those players mm-hmm. and I don't mind. And my only you know, my only issue was if you've got three games in a week, maybe you yeah. should think about doing the odd thing. And again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, my issue is that in a transfer window, you should be bringing in somebody who you think is mm-hmm. better than what you've already got. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's my only concern with that. But he might say, "Well, I'm, I, I can't change a winning team for the lads, who, who, no matter who I brought in." So, mm. if he was to say that, that would be fair enough, as long as he's confident those players win in the wings. I bet them yeah. we've got. I'm just, yeah. it, I think I'm, I'm just with, with the, like what you said about White. That's what concerns me. That that he he's brought in the player, and I know Lafferty was available and he was cheap or whatever. But it concerns me his lack of game time when yeah. really you think if you've got a player of that ilk who plays who can play as a target man has wiped enough to keep his place. No. That suggests Lafferty hasn't got enough. I think I think you know, obviously Phil Parkinson builds White up because I think he realises there are a lot of people looking at him thinking, you know, maybe he should be dropped and, and Lafferty brought in. So I have a good issue with White playing, by the no, way. I don't want to sound no. like I'm, you know, oh, no. that I'm slapping. No. He, he, oh, he's an honest, he, he's honest as the day is long. But all like we ask for, yeah, all not, we ask for is people to give their all yeah. and he does create space for the other players, but he's, it's just, there's something missing if we're being a bit, yeah. if we're being a bit critical of just, somebody just who, just who, we've, who, we've paid a, who we've paid a fee for. That's a thing. We've paid when, a decent fee. There was a few times it opened up for him and he turned down the opportunity to have a shot. dive. Was it just before the end of the first half? He literally got, he got played through. Um, I'm not saying he was one-on-one with the keeper because he had a lot of work to do. Yeah. He's probably 30, 40 yards from, yeah. from goal. And all of a sudden, he's passed the player, but then he stops to try and win a free kick. Yeah. And the ref just like, you blatantly dived. Get on. And it was just like, for me, it's like, just go. you've got to go for goal. You've got to, you've got to take it up yeah. the end of the pitch and anything can happen with it. And yeah. I just thought, what's he playing at at yeah. that point? I think but, for a, you know, he's probably as neat of an old school target man as you're going to get. I think you need to, he needs to be like holding the ball up and bringing other people into play a lot. The ball seems to like bounce off him too much. Yeah. Um, you know, he needs to just get the ball down and, and say, look around, bring people into play. Um, I think Lafferty does hold it. Better yeah. than him, which is yeah. when if you're not scoring and you're not holding it, and yeah, then you I know. Think, I think if you watch Lafferty, he's a lot cuter than Wake. You know, he's he, he sort of like backs into players, but doesn't actually give fouls away. Um, and just his general his general play, there's just something like a little bit different about him. He's a bit more physically imposing yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, there may be some statistical data that they've got that. You know things you can't see with the naked eye when you're watching the yeah. game, where they're saying, "Well, actually, yeah. this is what he this is what he does." And 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 yeah. what I don't have a problem with is White is younger and he's one of our players on a, on a longer contract. And if you can, you would rather see those players develop over somebody yeah. who's just coming in like a stick and plaster. So yeah. from from that point of view, I, I can understand that as well. Yeah. 
I mean, you've had like a good, like Gooch has had a, like a really good run a few weeks ago. Then he went a bit quiet, and he's he's sort of come back and he's won a little bit. But he, you know, he's got to take a bit more responsibility as well. I think Maguire um, is has really come on a lot. The last, he actually looks like a really influential part of the team. And maybe this the business of he, he always used to be the first one sub, didn't he? If things weren't going too well, obviously some of that might have had to do with his fitness as well. But uh, I think he's, he's sort of like proof if you sort of really get your head down what you can do. Have we got any admin quickly before we just trying to break it up a bit? We haven't now. We feel like we've had like lords apart from Chris being here yeah, plugging well we his should, stuff. We should let Shall we put Chris, put him on the spot and tell him, yeah, make yeah. him tell everybody how good his stuff is? Not amazing. So much for feeling yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did see the... Um, the offer that you had on where you can pay for things in instalments now That's yeah we just um, we've got Klarna on board and uh, Clearpay as well so people can can go on and, and pay for things in instalments there's no credit checks no interest anything like that I sound like Wonga don't I <laughs> but um, it's, it's, a, it's a cracking service it's all the you know big companies GAD uh, sports um, Marks and Spencer everybody's kind of on this and apparently it's the way the stop mentioning the, brands we're not getting any sorry from them. <laughs> millenniums <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the um it's a different way of shopping apparently so i'm, I'm too old for that now but um yeah, and we've just launched some jackets as well so um we've yeah we're doing really well sold quite a lot recently which is great any of them using the code wms 10 to there's a few those things. Uh, there you yeah, go you see yeah. that's the key, key thing well, he might have been in trouble if he said no there. Yeah, no. He shouldn't be asking him directly like well, that. He's not going to say no, is he? It's really, he's not going to say no, either, is he? I'm just not going to tell you he's how many people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do that though. Code WMS10, get yourself in there. Yeah, 10% a, off the basket. Also an Instagram competition to win a, one of the new jackets as well. Uh, the London jacket. So you just need to go on there and have a look at the Instagrams just from the terraces to be able to find it. Okay. Definitely do that. Um... Go back and listen to the Kevin Phillips mm. uh, podcast. So there are two there. Well, he joined us for the reaction pod. So if you want to get some instant reaction from the Oxford game, just 15 minutes or so. Nice, quick, easy listen. Him and uh, Tom White um, joined a couple of the lads for that. But we've put out the uh, special pre-match one, which I listened to because obviously I wasn't there. So that was what very interesting. It's apart from Tom White, it's Mike. It's not, that nearly came out wrong, didn't it? Yeah, Tom, you were good, but what I mean is the sound quality. Um, it sounds like his microphone was in his mouth a little bit. We had an issue. It sounds like the, a dodgy mic. We had an issue with the. Um, this wasn't the mic. It may have just been the. Way the other three were fine. Yeah. Kevin Phillips's was fine, which is the main thing. Uh, yeah. But it was good. Just talked about his um, his his time at Sunderland, his career. Um, he actually gave Howard Wilkinson a bit of praise. He, he did, did, yeah. I think he's been sort of diplomatic about that now, isn't he? Because he's he's moving in the coaching circles <laughs> himself, which which he does speak about that as well. It's quite interesting. So um, go on and, and and look at the available episodes on on whichever app you use to listen to the shows, and uh, make sure you do that. It's worth an hour of your time, I would say. Right, um, we're not going to delve too much into the Bristol Rovers game because I'm guessing this podcast Thursday, idiot mm. pod, idiot <laughs> cast. Um, <laughs> There's some new things. There's some new things this weekend. So look forward. If you there's going to be a new thing now. We decided it's in the group chat. They often have things that you know could be irritating. Sounds um, very partridge. Yeah. So so next week, ever I said what you should start doing is saying what the things are to keep people. So obviously last week it was the old milk lattes and um, saying redundo. I think so. I don't know what's gonna what's gonna be the things. 
that the idiots are going to be saying. Find out on Thursday. Yeah. What a treat. Make sure you tune into that. They think they're celebrities because somebody came up with them and said that they thought they were great. Oh, right. Somebody also came up with a broom and told them that they stopped listening because of them. So, really? you know. Oh, well, but, no, the best thing about both, that was... Both ways. It's like the Bradford fans <laughs> with Charlie White and their opinion. No, the best the best thing about it was they actually didn't go up to Rory and Matthew and tell them. They went, and went to Chris Weatherspoon and said, you're involved with them, aren't you? And started slanging it off to him and blaming him. So it was great. Like he got the he got the uh, more abuse for Chris. Well, I'm always up for that. Yeah, I'm always up for Chris being abused. He I doesn't agree. need. My, I mean, he doesn't need my help for that. Uh, it gets it quite a lot anyway. <laughs> um, going forward for Sunderland, we've just brushed over the injury there um, for Wright. How much of a blow is that to people? Look, look good and solid and comfortable for me. Uh, I mean, we we kept clean sheets, you know, in the games just before he arrived, but uh, he he has looked very solid. I think he's you know he's got a. He's got a good CV at this level. Um, obviously, Australian national and everything. And he's, he's been he's, involved he's, in all those clean yeah, sheets. He's just he's, a lot he's, of them. He's just looked pretty solid and come in seamlessly. Feel sorry for us, Turk, in some ways. Wasn't doing a lot wrong, but I suppose that's one of those managerial decisions. If you think that player's better than someone else, then Oz Turk's. He's just always got a couple of mistakes, and where you think you know, and a couple Loves of like a, a game twice against Doncaster. He loves doing stuff Doncaster, doesn't he? Yeah. But um, a couple of things like that, and you just. Right, Bailey, you would never get that from him, would you? Is no. Bailey right or right, Bailey? Was it Bailey right. Right, <laughs> right, Bailey. Uh, Who's called yeah, right? There's the name of the episode sort of thing. That's very disrespectful. He's injured, Gareth. Respect. Um, the we talked about that on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. I know, but you, you, you never felt like that <laughs> there was a clangor in him at all. And that was a really solid looking back three. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, just got to... You know, I hope Oz Turk's attitude's right. I'm sure it will be. I think he seems a decent sort of lad and professional. Um, like Jordan Willis has been playing well. Tom Flanagan's done well recently. And like I think we were alluding to before as well, like Joel Lynch still to come back in. So there's, there's sort of three from four there. Yeah, I think I think it's it's not great. But like, again, because we've got Oz Turk and because I think if Oz Turk hadn't played the majority of the season, it would be a worry for us. But I think because he was involved in... in and a lot of those clean sheets as well prior to yeah. b- before uh, Bailey Wright came in, I think I'm a lot more, I'm not as good as I thought mm. I would be. It's it's not great, um, but that's what you have a squad for. And again, I th- Lynch is no mug. Like, I know there's so, some issues there, I think. I don't... No, he's not comfortable at Bailey Lynch when he's played, I think, generally. Yeah, I'd somebody at this level. Portsmouth, he, so. Yeah, and there's, there's all I think about I'm not celebrating with t- these teams. <laughs> And th- he did like celebrate that. though. He just it did. He, he it, did. He just yeah, it was delayed reaction. Delayed. But, <laughs> but you know, these the, these lads have played you know championship level. So am I that concerned? No. But I'm, I I am a little bit gutted, especially if he, you know if he was out for a month, then it wouldn't be so bad. But if he's potentially out for the season, mm. then that's I'm just, I'm disappointed. I, d- I just think they, these little he's subtle, could have both. So like like he's yeah, like, like I mentioned when the tr- you want the transfer window, to every player to improve, and he did that. And I just think there's little subtle improvements throughout the team. And I just don't think it's a coincidence that you know defensively we've looked very, very well, solid. If you want to, if you want to, you know, look on the other side of it, you know, and, and yeah, he hadn't played lots of football, so that might have been it. But the game he played in against Portsmouth, we conceded two. He's second, and he didn't. And he did, I know, but he didn't have a great game. I'm just mm. saying, I'm just in that game, he didn't have a great game. I'm just saying it's. Most of the team, you could go for it. Yeah, back in, but you right? could. But what I'm saying, my point is, that we were keeping clean sheets with Ozturk in, and we've kept clean sheets with Lynch in. We've not been shipping loads and loads of goals, no matter who the back three have been. A lot of that's probably down with Jordan Willis. If we lost him, if he got injured, I'd be worried that, because that, he's, ex- be... he's exceptional at this level. Yeah, 
he's good. He's going to be player of the season. Well, there's going to be a, an offer coming for the end of the season if we don't go. Yeah, I can't believe there wouldn't be. Well, there might be if we go up. Mm. It'd be yeah. perfect for somebody like Barnsley. No, no, Barnsley. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> say what? <laughs> not Barnsley. Well, it would be. I mean, they probably think the same. <laughs> yeah, it would be, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Be gear like, yeah, it'd be class with gear tied. No, um, <laughs> somebody like Sheffield United, because they play that system with the over, yeah. the, the overlapping mm-hmm. um, centre-halves, yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he offers that. Um but yeah, you know, I, keeping I players like that and going through the leagues with them, don't you? That, that's that's yeah. the thing. That it, it just highlights how important promotion is for a lot of reasons because it's easy to just forget it's crucial that we go up this season yeah. because we're playing well and we, we're giving the manager praise and eating a little bit of humble pie on, uh, in that respect, I guess. Um, still want the owners to leave, by the way, just for clarity. Um, but it's easy to forget that. Because the financial situation, and yeah. the lack of parachute payments, the yeah. lack of general funding, I think, and and yeah. and how Gets deep a bit boring, the, it's yeah, and bit it's, groundhog day. It's nice to take your mind off that for a bit. Then that scenario of so many, we so need, many we players need out of contract, we can't. Yeah, players out of contract, and we can't. And then suddenly we don't go up, and you think, right? Well, an offer comes in for Willis, he's gone, mm. and uh, McLaughlin, suddenly, look at, look and suddenly you can't situation. sustain you can't sustain yourself at this level, as as we keep saying. There's on the pitch and there's off the pitch, and the, that McLaughlin situation is we we did a thing with Stuart Donald before the start of the season for that before the Heron Vane game, mm. and we were talking about John McLaughlin's contract. Yeah. It's nearly March, money, on it? and we're talking about John McLaughlin's contract. Yeah. It's shocking, really, because the other thing with John McLaughlin is he's like a good pro. He's like a decent bloke. You know, when he's, he, you see him interviewed, he's steady away. He's, he never moaned when he was having these sort of shaky period early in the season. He's come back in and done like a really good job. In some ways, he's, he was unlucky to get dropped because he'd been so good for us, you could almost allow him a couple of mistakes. Um, and I think he should be one of the you know the first people are looking at the to get them tied down. It, it would be nice to it would actually psychologically be nice to do it now, really, if if he would if he would go for it. But maybe you know, I know I think Stuart Donald suggested before that his agent was asking for too much money for League One, etc. But then they've got to they've got to work out what his value is to the team. Well, he's got, he's one of our he's one of our key players. End five of story. Million, well, we've got loads of money. Yeah. yeah. Tell tell, yeah. tell if you <laughs> this five million thing. Yeah. This is what he said, which is I'm sure it was just a throwaway daft thing. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't like beat him up too much over that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like if, if you're talking about a player who you're valuing, you know, even if you're valuing at two and a half million pounds and you're not willing to tie him down, and you're you're thinking you're going to get promoted, if you've got a player who you've got on a, a two and a half, two two year deal, so you, you know you extend his contract another two years and then you get promoted. And you you think you think he's worth two two and a half million pounds? Yeah. When you go up, you got an asset. Yeah. That's worth two and a half million pounds, exactly. or possibly more, if you're in the championship. I mean, at the moment as well, he, he must be thinking to himself. Again, he'd never say it publicly, but he must be thinking to himself, "Do they really want me here? They're not making." Well, he said publicly. He's spoken publicly about how he hasn't really heard anything mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. about his new deal. So, why is that? And. You know, people can draw their own conclusions. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a, a logical explanation. I mean, Phil Parkinson did comment on it on his press conference last week. Somebody must have asked him the question, and he sort of said, "Oh well, he had a shaky spell early in the season. He's come good now, and he, he what he needs to do to get a new contract like to keep playing the way he is." But that that almost sounds like a school, you know, like a schoolmaster or something talking to him. He, he's just a good pro. Just get him. You don't. You stop don't, messing about. Just get him signed just, up. Because somebody who was arguably the best goalkeeper in the league last season mm. has a bad. 
two yeah. months. Yeah. You don't just write them off completely. No, exactly. And as I keep saying, he's a, you know, he's anybody to <clears> tell you he's a good pro. He's a good bloke to have in the dressing room and around the club. Should have been just sorted in the summer before any type of form or anything like that well might have been a bit higher lots of things should have been sorted in the summer concentrating on other things weren't they Um, that would have been a thing that they could have sorted yep Chris do you need help Saturday for flags and stuff do you want to ask yeah do you want to ask ask the listeners Tom put them on the spot yeah um, yeah, so if you if you have a look on uh, Red and White Army on on Twitter they'll be asking for uh, volunteers to help out it's normally uh, meeting at the, the ground at say half 12 between half 12 and one o'clock it's normally half 12 at the Stoke statue and that's a case of going in and helping out and setting out the flags then you can go get a pint or whatever you want to do um and then anybody at half time like i'll i'll give a hand at half time it's it's quite a task to get people there to get the flags off people and then um and then get them at the back of the stand so if there's a few flags around you just feel free to pick them up and obviously don't take them home can you please take them to the back of the, the stadium and there's people there sorting out the flags because sometimes those lads and lasses will actually miss the start of the second half uh, because cause there's that much to do. So, um, and, and yeah, that that's that's it. So if you if if you want to volunteer, just, just drop them a message on Twitter and they'll put you in a WhatsApp group. And um, like I say, we don't need hundreds of people. It's just a, an extra few people that can do the old game here and there makes a massive difference. Hopefully there'll be a... Season two of Sun until I die to talk about soon. That's gonna be quiet, isn't right, it? Yeah. It's February they said. And then March. Yeah. Maybe now. Dunno, who knows? Who knows? We know what happened in the end. So. <laughs> Let's hope it's a young cut version the way. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah, mm. yeah. Let's 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 all be uh, cynical about that one then. Right. <laughs> any any anything else? Anybody wants to add? No? Just, all happy. Just well done, Phil Park. On the pitch, on the pitch, yeah. Relatively yeah. happy. Well yeah. done. Keep it going, lads. Uh, Idiot Castle will be back on Thursday. Thanks for listening. (laughs)